What is up, everybody? It is the Make It Happen podcast with myself, Nolan Ohm. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Today we have Nico Remigio. He is from Santa Ana, California. He plays football at Fresno State as a receiver. He originally was at Cal and came from modern day high school. So this guy's been around the best. He's having an incredible season, has a lot to say. I'm excited for you guys to listen. Please rate, review, share this around. Thank you guys so much for the support. With that being said, here he is. But let's just start back to, you know, where it all started for you. Like, what was it like growing up in uh, Santa Ana? And like, how how did you get your love for the game? Where where did where did you meet the game? And, um, you know, how did you develop that passion that you have? Yeah, well, um, you know, I just think to start, um, you know, I grew up in an all-boy, three-boy household. So um, just kind of being around boys and, and being raised that way, um, it was just kind of something in our nature. And, um, you know, actually my parents, they weren't too pushy with a particular direction that they wanted us to go in, but were more just about exposing us to a lot of different things. So, I mean, we played you know, you could go down the list of the different sports that we played, football, basketball, soccer, rugby, lacrosse, uh, you know, we trained jujitsu, surfed, snowboarded the whole nine. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, naturally, you know, I started playing football around the age four or five. And, um, you know, it was just something that I gravitated to. I think, uh, you know, just the, the combination of, of everything that makes the sport of football so great is, um, what piqued my interest, just, you know, the, the intensity, um, you know, the, the aggressiveness, um, the oohs and ahs that you get from making good plays, you know, all that, all that type of validation, um, that comes with it as well. You know, I felt like I gravitated to, you know, it was just something that me and my brothers were always pretty good at. And, um, you know, it was fast paced enough for me. So, um, that was probably one of the biggest things that, you know, I kind of stuck with it and um yeah so that's kind of where it all started yeah that's cool that's what's up man I, I love to hear that that's super cool um especially just like doing all the different things you do I think that's 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 so huge um and obviously like I think a lot of that translates to how you play like you're just such an athlete and you can you can basically do it all mm-hmm. um so we talked a little bit about it before um but what was it like going to modern day and um obviously like you know, I, you guys were like the national champions, right? When you were there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like peak of high school football, like everyone in the country who's playing high school football knows who you guys are, watches those UTR videos, all that sort of stuff. So like, what was the mindset of the pinnacle of high school football for you guys in there? And like, what separated you guys from everyone else? Yeah. I mean, I think it was just the perfect storm of everything, um, you know, going into modern day, you know, I was playing youth ball with like JT Daniels. He's over at West Virginia right now. Uh, you know, I'd been played uh, on like a few all-star teams, like Pop Warner all-star teams with like Amon and, um, you know, did the seven on seven circuit with Brew. So, um, you know, before Amon and them transferred in, um, you know, I kind of went in with a group of guys into modern day. So I just feel like that core foundation um, was already set. You know, we had already developed um, you know, a pretty good chemistry amongst each other and we're, we're all good buddies and all that. Um, you know, eventually dudes started transferring in and it was like the who's who in Orange County uh, in LA where we're coming to modern day. And, um, you know, really just 
there's a lot of different things that you can can look at but you know the the more prominent things that I'm remembering just from that time period was just like our bond and closeness with each other um and that being driven by our competition with each other and you know just being able to compete with each other day in and day out yet then again once we're off the field you know able to develop that camaraderie and spend time with each other and, and do all those types of things um you know i'm still some of my best buddies were guys that i was with on that team and um you know i just think that was one of the closer knit teams that i've ever been a part of um and you know i think it's easy to get caught up in the, the offers and the different talent that we had and all that but you know, at the end of the day, I think we've all seen, you know, you can put an all-star team together, but if you don't have that gel and that chemistry and mesh with each other, um, you know, it's a team game. So you're not going to be successful. So. Yeah, no doubt. And there's no doubt about that at all. And I, I just think that that is really cool to hear from outside perspective, because like I, like I said, I saw all the videos and stuff, mm -hmm. um, but even just to hear how close you guys are, I think that's, that's huge, especially because there probably was an element of playing for each other. And like you said, though, like, you can have all the talent in the world like you see it all the time now with a lot of these top teams and like it's more of a, I'm gonna get mine than it is closeness and it's it's unfortunate and also just kind of going off of that like you guys had a pretty good coach in coach Coleman right that, that was kind of who was who was coaching you guys at receiver back then oh, right yes sir yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so so like what you know kind of going off that like I know he he was he's a very good coach I follow a lot of his stuff um, especially he posted all those videos your guys practice to so watch all those too but who are some other people and like in terms of mentors coaches that have really helped you and, and how important do you think that is especially for for people listening to to take them to the next level like you you agree that the coach is, is your experience is met at the coach right well man you know I think you know I've got such a long list of just People have impacted me in different ways, um, you know, not even just on the football field, but, you know, coaches who have helped me with, you know, just stuff off the field and, and getting my mind right and all that. But, um, you know, I think it's pivotal. I, I think it's it's so crucial to to be a sponge at every moment in your life and, you know, taking everything in. And, you know, obviously there's some stuff that you're going to hear that's not going to resonate with you super well, but you know, you take it in, you're able to develop your own opinion on that and bounce it off others and kind of formulate yourself into the man that you're trying to be, the athlete that you're trying to be. Um, you know, I <laughs> I would feel guilty if I started throwing out names because there's just so many guys, but, um, you know, just going back to the modern day thing, um, you know, that's just, that's the culture that our head coach had kind of kind of put together with us. And, you know, he he is one of my all-time mentors, you know, I still reach out to him um, to this day, but, um, you know, he's just a genius as far as creating that environment, like the perfect blend of competitiveness and um, camaraderie within the team. But, you know, I've learned, you know, a vast amount of, of life lessons from him. And, you know, he's provided not only me guidance, but, you know, my two younger brothers and, and you know, all my buddies up until this point, um, you know, he's he's been nothing but an additional father figure for us. And, um, you know, he's, he, he definitely played a huge role kind of just in pushing me in the right direction. Absolutely. That's awesome. No, I, that's one thing I have seen too. He, he's like, people are like, Oh, he's a Nick Saban of high school football. <laughs> uh, super, super cool. So you go to Cal. Um, and I, I wasn't even aware of this. I was, you know, I was looking into you a little bit before, 
you know, a couple of weeks ago and like you were a team captain. So talk a little bit about your time there. How did you develop into that leadership role? And um, what, what did that time mean to you, you know, to start off your career uh, at Cal and play there? Yeah, well, you know, I feel like a, a leadership role has been always something that's come pretty natural to me. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of the characteristics that a leader contains um, is translates and is very similar to being the oldest brother. Um, you know, I feel like just leading by example and, you know, being vocal when you got to be vocal and, you know, always being encouraging. There's a, there's a right way to be a leader. Um, and, you know, I feel like that's something that I've always taken pride in. And, you know, I feel like I play better and I'm a better man when I'm in that type of role because um, it keeps me accountable. So, um, you know, I was had the honor of being elected a team captain my senior year at Modern Day. And then, you know, going on to Cal, I had the honor of being elected team captain my senior year there. But, um, you know, it's, it's just it's one of the utmost honors that you could um, receive, you know, just having that sort of respect from your teammates and that recognition that that recognition and also that trust in you that you know you're going to be that that symbol and that figure of somebody who's going to do something right and that that symbol of somebody who they can look at when times are getting hard and you know be able to celebrate with when when everything's going well um you know i i just feel like in the sport of football and being in that team dynamic that there is no better um sign of respect and just you know, such a privileged position to be in. Um, so, you know, I think being able to do that, you know, at the high school level and collegiate level is just, you know, something that I can't, you know, be more thankful for. And, um, you know, I feel like an ex it's an experience that's going to continue to carry me on throughout life. And, um, you know, it's a role that I enjoy being in. So. Mm -hmm. Cool. Very, very cool. And to your point too, even getting that, that, captainship your senior year at modern day I feel like modern day is damn near like a, a college the way you guys are it's ran there too so super oh, yeah. cool to have both of those honors mm -hmm. um, there so um you know you you trans side transfer go to Fresno how has your time been at Fresno so far obviously you're you're just starting out your, your season here but you're doing you're you're popping off so um how has it been and what's What's kind of been the differences for you so far um, without saying too much, obviously, um, yeah. from Cal to Fresno? Yeah, I mean, you know, my experience at Fresno so far has been great. Um, you know, it's been challenging. You know, I think when you spend such a long time at a particular location and being in a certain program, um, you start to become comfortable. And, you know, one thing that I that was the biggest, um, you know, kind of hardship that I had moving over here was just getting out of my comfort zone, getting into a new routine, you know, being around new teammates, having to learn a new culture, um, all that on top of, you know, having to earn a spot and um, learn a new offense. I mean, there's just so many things that are kind of pulling and tugging at you. Um, so, you know, that I'm not going to lie, that transition was hard. Um, you know, I feel like it really challenged me, um, not only physically, but mentally and, um, because of it, you know, I feel like I was kind of able to, to overcome and it's something that I'm still like grinding on every day. Like that, I, I think that's one of the greatest things about Coach Pat is, you know, he creates an environment in that room that you got to compete day in and day out. And I also think it's one of the great things about being in such a talented room is that you got to compete day in and day out. So, you know, you're never getting comfortable. And, the, and if you're getting comfortable and, and if you can see when guys are getting comfortable, 
or like when they're having an off day. But like the, the reality of it is, is that you can't have that type of day in such a talented program and, and with a coach that's, that's pushing that type of, that type of competition. So, um, you know, I think it's been challenging for me, but I think it's been one of the greatest decisions that I've made um, in my football career thus far, because, you know, I told coach Pat this, I'm like, I'd rather learn to deal with that transition and, and the struggle of having to, to be uncomfortable now then have to figure that all out next year when I'm trying to pursue the NFL and, and making a whole nother transition. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's a tough thing, but, um, you know, constantly seeking ways to make yourself uncomfortable in a positive way, I feel like is so important and crucial, um, you know, not only for yourself as an athlete, but just as an individual. And, I, you know, I've, I've seen strides and just mass amounts of growth, um, just from where I am as an athlete, but also mentally, just how I'm kind of approaching everything now. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a crucial component. I love that. So we're just kind of going off that too. What, obviously, and I, I love that too. Like you talking about get uncomfortable. I can't even imagine you saying that now. I start to think about my routine that I'm in here and thinking like, man, you're so right. If I go to a different place, it's like, everything just gets flipped on its side and the culture and just the feel of everything. And mm -hmm. um, to your point too, obviously like coach Pat was the exact same way here last year. And it's funny. I was just talking to one of our receivers uh, before we played Florida this weekend. And he was saying, he was like, man, every, every day before I went out, and this is like a dude, like a starting dude. His name's Freddie. He's, he's going to go to the NFL and stuff, but he's like every day. He was like, I thought my spot was on the line. It's like, <laughs> wow. I wasn't, I wasn't the only one thinking that too. It's like, I didn't have a spot. I was trying to get it, but like, Right. It's funny to think the starters were thinking that, though, um, but I think it's so crucial. And obviously, like you said, you're raised in a, in a house full of boys. You went to one of the best high schools in the country, went to a Pac-12 school. Like You've always been in environments where you're getting pushed. So you're just it's almost like you manifested this this new one where it's like Coach Pat is going to hold you guys to the highest of high standards. I'm already knowing that when he got there, he said, I don't I don't know, but I'm, I'm I guarantee you he got there. And he said, let's be the best receiver room in the country. Cause that's mm -hmm. what he said when he was here. So I already, I already know how it is. Yeah. But let's talk a little bit about what was the mindset that got you that got you to Fresno to Cal, whatever. But obviously there's something where you just tick a little bit differently, just like everyone else that I bring on the podcast. Mm -hmm. What, what would you attribute that to? Or, or what was kind of that mindset? If you could put it into words. Um, you know, I think the best way for me to describe it is, you know, I tell my family this, um, you know, I tell people who are close to my support group that, um, you know, kind of my purpose is that, you know, this isn't about me and my purpose is much bigger than me. And I am willing to endure that uncomfortability, you know, the, the pain, the hardship, um, you know, if it results in a better future for my family and my future family that I um, aspire to have. And, you know, I think kind of just when I put it into context and kind of changed my perspective to, to think about it being a much bigger purpose about something that's not just about me. I don't think about the uncomfortability or like, if I do, I'm like, I would much rather it happen to me than happen to my mom or pops or my brothers or, you know, any of my other family members or my girlfriend or, or whoever, you know what I mean? So I think just when I do, like I said, when I put myself in that situations, um, kind of just changing my perspective to think like that is what has made me tick different in mm -hmm. regards to that. 
It's awesome. I love the all like there's so many books about the power of why, whatever, like you can overcome anyhow with a big enough why. But I really, I really do believe in that. And it's really cool for me to hear that from you too. It just kind of um solidifies that that belief in my head, especially just for um that being the thing that kind of has gotten you to to where you're at. Um you talked a little bit, you had a podcast, you got on a podcast with Jake um a couple of weeks ago or a month ago or whatever before the season. And he kind of talked about how you're such a pro because you moved in with him, correct? When you came over and transferred, right? Yep. Um, who showed you, where did you pick up the thing of, of preparing like a pro? Because there's at some point you came upon that because not many guys truly, truly prepare like a pro and, and operate um, like a pro in every area. So where did that come from? Yeah, well, I mean, I think Coach Pat says it all the time, um, you know, at least when he speaks to us is he always says that success leaves clues. And you know, I think when you're able to be a sponge and be an active learner and pick up on the guys who are, are doing shit, I mean, <laughs> can I? Yeah, 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 whatever, yeah. You know what I mean? Who are doing stuff the right way. Um, you know, it kind of gives you a, a guide and um, just a path on, on how to go about it the right way. And, you know, I think the content that you read, the content that you watch, um, what you just choose to invest and in, in divulge in, um, you know, you're only bound to, to wire yourself that way. And, you know, I've, I've had the honor of being a, around a lot of great players. Um, you know, a lot of great players who have gone to the NFL and also a lot of great players who have not. And I think learning from their successes and pitfalls while learning from my own, um, you know, I think has just given me a guide on how to go about it the right way. And, you know, it doesn't work for everybody everybody's different but you know at least from just my personal experiences and the things that I've picked up on from others um you know it's kind of just how I've kind of tried to formulate my routine and, and go about things day to day yeah incredible I think that is really cool to hear because that was kind of one of the biggest things especially coming from Canada it's very interesting to have a completely different perspective than you guys right because even when I was back there like I'm outside looking in on all this stuff so I come here and I'm thinking everyone's going to be like a pro, like obsessive, you know, all the sort of things that that make you who you are. And then all of us um, that think that way. And mm -hmm. I get here and I'm like, wait, these guys are like coming to listen, not trying. Wait, they're not eating the right <laughs> food. I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, because I've seen Amon Ra, you like, especially just like, because there was a lot on on Amon, like that was put out where it's like diet, like running the hill. I'm like, OK, everyone's like this. <laughs> but I'm like, damn, dude, none of the guys are like this. And the ones that are, are the ones that make it. So I think that's really cool that you had, um, I don't know, the awareness, the maturity to realize that from the guys around you. Super, super cool. Yeah. Um, I saw in the in the Fresno bio on you, it said, who's your favorite player? And you said Odell, but you didn't say for the friggin' three finger catches. You said, because his, you said like diversity in different industries. Why, why did you say that? And it kind of makes me want to segue into like, what's your vision? for you after ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the reality of, of our situation as athletes is that it comes to an end at one point. And, you know, that me um, highlighting just the ability to invest in different industries is not taken away from what the priority and the goal is, which is to be the best football player that I can possibly be. But I think you would be dumb not to um, utilize your platform and brand to expand 
and set yourself up and your family up for, you know, years of wealth and, and any generational wealth that you can, can try to develop. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's also important not to tie us down to one thing. You know, at the end of the day, we're not just football players. You know, I don't know what your, your background and, um, you know, your hobbies are, but, you know, I'm sure it's, it expands much wider than just being a great football player. Um, so I just feel like being able to constantly real, uh, remember that and um, just make sure not to get too tunnel vision and caught up in the now. And you're able to kind of expand your view on, on what it is that you want and what, it, what type of empire that you want to build. Um, so, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what it is that I want to do post football. Um, but, you know, my ultimate goal right now is kind of just setting myself up so that financially I do have a foundation to be able to do whatever it is that I would like to do post football, whether that be, you know, opening a restaurant, start my own company, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I just feel like it's important to um, plan for your future a little bit and, um, yeah, just set yourself up for success beyond what this game can provide for you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What are some things that seemed like failures, things that, I don't know, setbacks um, that ended up working for you in your favor in your life as your path I'm sure you could think of a tons like we all it all happens all the time especially for you I'm already knowing you're a guy that that finds things to learn from out of mm -hmm. failure and so so just kind of going off of that what's your mindset toward failure and what are do you have any stories that kind of were, were moments of change that you could really think of right now yeah I mean I, I feel like it's uh I feel like it's constant I feel like you're always in a battle with your mind um, you know, I feel like it's very easy to get knocking off, uh, you know, your path and, and things can get foggy at times. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think to pinpoint one would be a bit difficult for me, but, you know, I guess just how I look at failure is that it has to happen and over to achieve success and without, without failing, you'll never understand what that of, of experiencing that pivotal success is like, um, you know, there's a few Michael Jordan quotes and, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what the quotes were, but, you know, it was something about how many shots or game winning shots that he's missed, but, um, you know, kind of just always continuing to move forward and, and continuing to strive and push and grind. And, um, you know, I feel like you, your failures only define you if you stop. And if you let them define you, um, I think also that when you fail, it's because you're putting yourself out there and, and into a uncomfortable position. And I feel like you have to be able to do that to achieve some sort of success in your life. So, you know, failing is, is a part of the journey. It's a part of achieving success. And, you know, without it, you know, that success, it, it, it don't feel the same. So. I guess that's just kind of my perspective on it. Yeah, I love that. Awesome stuff. When when you're on the sideline or you get in the huddle and you're about to go out for, for a game-winning drive, what's going through your head? Um, 
man, when I was younger, I used to be freaked out like crazy. Uh, but, you know, I think now I've just, at least in this point of my career, I've kind of desensitized myself to the, the intensity of those situations. And, you know, I just feel like it's so important to have a neutral mindset, you know, whether it be the, the last game winning drive or, you know, the beginning first play of the game, I feel like having a neutral mindset throughout the game is so important um, just to kind of stay grounded and, and stay in the reality of the situation. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm kind of desensitizing it uh, from it just because I've been in those types of situations so many times at this point in my life. But I think learning to to not let the weight of the situation deter you from what it is you got to do. I mean, whether it's a, the first play of the game or the game winning drive, you still got to do your job and that doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's consistent. So, you know, I feel like if you let it get to you, then it will. But if you don't look at it like that, you just look at it like another play in practice that you got to go execute, then you will. Mm -hmm. Really cool. So I asked you, or I texted you this question earlier, but um, say nothing you've done in your time being on the earth, nothing that you've, you've gotten, you've acquired, you can't leave any of the stuff back to your kids, nothing. They don't even know who you are, but you can leave them three things, three um, lessons, quotes, mementos, whatever it is, what are those three things that you would leave them? Yeah, well, the first one is kind of just the, the set of principles that I was raised on. And, you know, it's the golden rule just to treat others the way that you would want to be treated. Um, you know, I feel like it's it's so simple. Um, but you see it not happen all the time. And I feel like it, uh, you know, I feel like if you if you kind of construct and formulate, you know, your behavior and how you approach life through that lens, um, good things will happen. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, my second one was just, you know, your word is your bond and your bond is your word. You know, I feel like th that is just such a, uh, I don't know. I've, I've just always grown up on that with that value in mind. Um, but then my third one is, is the road ends when you do. And that's kind of just referring back to failing and um, you know, any sort of trials and tribulations that you deal with in life that, you know, it only defines you when you stop. Um, and, you know, it's something that I'm constantly pushing through every day, you know, kind of just not letting my pitfalls define me and, and any unfortunate circumstance um, be the end all be all for me. You know, I feel like there were so many times um, throughout my career and just throughout life where I've, I've like, I'm like, well, shoot. I'm gonna hang it up. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not for it, but, um, you know, I think being able to have a hindsight perspective on all those experiences now, um, you know, I'm proud of myself and I, and I feel like there was such value in being able to push through hardship and continue to keep pushing forward that, um, you know, it's just a timeless, timeless value that I have. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I just want to, before I ask this last question, I just want to commend you for what you're doing so far, man. Like I told you, you're inspiring a lot of people. You inspired me when I was 
whatever, 14, 15 without even knowing it. And, um, you know, even now Fresno, I just think it's awesome to see, see you go to a new school and you're still, still doing your thing. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. Um, and, and, uh, like I said, I appreciate you so much for getting on here. Um, with that being said, last question, name of the podcast, it's called the make it happen podcast. So what does it mean to make it happen to you? Uh, to make it happen. Shoot. What does it mean to make it happen? And I think it's just, it's, it's putting yourself out there. It's just going for things that, um, you know, most others are that others wouldn't put themselves like a position that others wouldn't feel comfortable putting themselves in. And, you know, when you put yourself out there and you make stuff happen, you know, good things happen. So, um, you know, I think it's just really as simple as that. It's just, you know, will, being willing to put yourself out there and and attack everything with full 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 speed ahead. Um, you know, whether it be sports or your job or school, whatever it is, you know, going in with that attacking mindset. And there he is, Nico Remigio. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Rate, review, please share this out with anyone that you know. You guys are the best. Keep making it happen. Out.